This is Lampshade Media Presents Suck Lord Podcast. Chris Fenner, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents the Suck Lord Podcast. How you doing? What is up, Mel? How's it going, man? I'm doing, uh, I'm existing. How are you doing? I'm also existing. Mm-hmm. Just existing seems like a fucking accomplishment these days, doesn't it? I want a medal for it. I think we, uh, <laughs> I think we all need a medal for just staying through this whole thing. It's been fun. Yeah, man. It's been lots of fun. It is, uh, yeah, it's been a whole deal, and, and everybody has been kind of, like, adjusting in their own ways, and God bless everybody for adjusting and dealing with this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's not, and there's not really a right way to adjust. Yeah. Uh, it's We're all kind of figuring it out ourselves, I guess, but... A hundred percent. Some people handle it a little bit better than others, but... I feel like it's interesting, having done this podcast now through the pandemic... I think it's interesting how people are adjusting because especially with comics, there's been a a system in place for, you know, uh, uh, many, many years. Right. Like of like the the way we communicate and the way we connect with each other. Right. And now like a monkey wrench being thrown into that has really made it interesting how we adjust. Do you see what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was especially for comics too it was it was very jarring to just go from you know the way everything was to instantly stopping i mean a lot of us were you know out at the bar you know four or five nights a week yeah working on stuff and then one day it's just gone I mean, you have to kind of re reassess everything so i think that's been uh yeah just the whole community kind of trying to work through that the past you know past 10 months at this point 11 months yeah right well, well shit it's been a year it's it's coming up on a year for sure yeah. it's actually I have a concert poster on my wall, and in the past year, I've actually managed to hang it in a frame on my wall. The concert I was going to go to was on March 13th, Friday the 13th, and I was so excited because I had a whole plan of the concerts I was going to collect posters from for my Friday the 13th concert poster collection. Yeah, and and that night was the night that was the night it was canceled. Like everything was canceled. Like nobody could do shows, and so now that's on my wall. I did a mic at Tree Bar uh, the twelfth, and you know things were getting a little bit weird that day. And then the next day, just everything was done. Yeah, Uh, it got it got weird. What what uh? By the way, what concert were you supposed to go see? Interested. It it was uh, Easy Tiger with Pronto and Clemens and Company, and it was at Brothers Drake. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It was a weird lineup, but the poster was beautiful, and and all of those bands are always great. But seeing them together would have been weird as fuck because they're like a little different. You know what I mean? Uh, that sounds great. Yeah, John yeah, we'll, Hayes at Easy Tiger line. is a friend of mine, and his stuff's like more electronic, uh, uh, industrial style. Clemens and Company is like kind of like, um, more. Uh, I I would say. Hopefully this has come off as offensive, but more dad rock and 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 more like bluesy and 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 rock and rolly, and then yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, and then Pronto is like more jammy and fucking weird, right? So they okay, so kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It was a real cool lineup. The poster is beautiful. Yeah. I was very excited to collect the poster and see the show. 
And instead, what I ended up doing is like months later paying the artist to get the poster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do for the collection, I guess. <laughs> I go exactly. So I was supposed to go see in June in Cleveland. I was going to go see uh, Run the Jewels open for Rage Against the Machine. Oh, damn. Wow. I know. Talk about I an know. interesting lineup. Fuck, it would have been so... I was so excited for that. Then, yeah, they got canceled. They pushed it back to... supposed to be this August. We'll see if that happens. But, I mean, if we're not... We're not open by August. I'm going to continue to stay in my house and be angry about the shit. Well, yeah. That's like, yeah. If I have no choice, I'm going to continue to I'm be upset. I'm not going to do anything about it. I will just continue to stew about it. As listeners to the show will know that I am absolutely obsessed with Rainbow Kitten Surprise, and they had a Red Rocks performance mm-hmm. that was supposed to happen in 2020. They rescheduled mm-hmm. it for 2021, and it was going to be in uh, July of 2021. And I have been like just looking at the website and thinking this is way too expensive. But I want to see Red yeah. Rocks, and I want to see my favorite band ever. And I was like ready to pull the trigger for an exceptional amount of money, and I mean an exceptional yeah. amount of money. Um, yeah. ready to pull the trigger because I've been so desperate to see music, let alone my favorite band ever. And I just today, as of this recording, uh, they canceled that show. And I was uh, so glad uh, that I didn't buy the tickets because <laughs> uh, I was going to buy them second I mean, hand. That would have that would have really sucked. Yeah, because right. Even if you refund, then you you have the ticket. You have that like level of hope. They would they refund the show. Well, they would refund me the seventy uh, some dollars that the ticket was worth face value, but they yeah. wouldn't refund me the second hand value that I actually was willing to pay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, for sure. Pretty sure it's. You're not gonna get a uh, you're not gonna get a refund from the secondhand seller who sold it to you. Exactly. Yep. Uh, the ticket was worth a certain amount face value. That's what I would have had. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't uh, didn't end up buying that. That would have uh, yeah been not great. Well, I'm you know I'm hoping my birthday is in June and I'm turning the big old four zero this year. I'm an old ass man. Ooh. And I am kind of hoping I can have a little bit of a party. Like I think it's potential. You know, I think there's potential for that. I'm very much hoping by June we're back open. I'm very, I mean, there's a third vaccine now, so I'm hoping that that just kind of speeds shit up. Yeah, I mean, and the president, President Biden, said that uh, by May, everyone that wants a vaccine shall have one. Oh God, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, May. I can do May. I can do May. If it starts going to the summer, man. Oh, yeah. Not, I'm not doing. I don't want to do another summer of lockdown. One was enough. And you've been uh, staying pretty uh, to yourself and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do um, IT stuff. So I, I was. They moved me to work from home right away, and I haven't been back since. So yeah, that makes sense, man. Yeah. So just doing, yeah, working from home. Uh, you know, trying to socially distance as much as possible. I have a small bubble going on, but it's pretty much like me and my brother, and my sister-in-law, a couple other friends. But yeah, I have to keep it, keep it small, and then, uh, yeah. I feel like everybody has their like line or whatever uh, you might call it, but everybody has their boundary and, and some people like, you know, our friend, uh, our friend Luke Swisher is not, Mm -hmm. you know, communicating uh, in person with anyone. And then we've got some other friends that might still be hitting up open mics right now, which I think is fucking stupid, but yeah, it's a, I still love my, a, I still love our mutual friends that do that, <laughs> but yeah. I but I disagree strongly with their decision. <laughs> yeah, it just seems. But my biggest thing about that is like I I know myself 
and I know I would not be able to socially distance while drunk. I'm, I'm like, I'm basing that off myself. And I know, yeah. like, the second I get too drunk, it's be like, oh, cool. I hug people forever. We're hugging everybody. Yep, yep, yep. Big huggers around here. So that's that's part of the reason. I don't want to, obviously don't want to spread it too, but I also know I, the, the more I drink and I'm just seeing people I haven't seen in, you know, a year, like, I'm, I know I wouldn't be good. wouldn't be good at that. So I just staying away entirely. So, yeah. Until I get the vaccine. Sweet, sweet vaccine. Are you more of like an introvert or an extrovert? Because I feel like I'm an, a huge extrovert, so I actually get energy from social interaction, right? Where do you I fall think in my that? core, I think in my core, I'm an introvert. Because uh, I can definitely do like social interaction for a while, but like at a certain point, I just need to you know be by myself and recharge. Because social but interaction then costs you energy. You're willing to pay it, it but it does cost you. To a point, it's, it's I've gotten better with it. I definitely can be more, you know, be out more more often. But I think that I really felt that like re- regress over the past year or so. Like it's very it's very uh, easy to get kind of just stuck in like an introverted kind of you know just mindset of where you just kind of get used to it. You just kind of adapt to it. So see, I'm, I think gonna... I'm well, I'm the exact opposite. Where like it, I'll come home, say in in the pre pandemic era, I will come mm-hmm. home. And I will feel bummed or whatever. I'll I'll be having a little bit of a downer spell, and and I'll yeah. say, you know what? Fucking Chris Fenner is performing over at uh, the local brewery downtown. I'm gonna go see that shit, and I'll probably bump into some friends. And I and I do that, and then I get the energy. You know what I mean? Then I all of yeah. a sudden I feel better. You know, I feel more human. I I get that. And I think that I think with comedy it was easier for that. Like for me, just because you're around other people who are also you know social socially awkward people. So I think it's there's less this. Uh, this social contract where you have to, you know, do all the small talk and shit. You can kind of just, you know, be yourself a little bit more around comics. It feels like, yeah. Uh, so it, it was less draining, definitely doing that, uh, than you know, being the norm, you know, normal stuff. You know, going to work and stuff like all that. Small talk really drains me. I realize that's a <laughs> that's a big one. I don't I don't want to talk about the weather. Yeah, no, for sure. Small talk is. Uh, so I'm like this kind of person that I bring up the most I, I try to take the conversation to some deep level with even perfect strangers you know yeah and yeah and i love that and i love it when people are willing to engage on that level but if yeah when people want to be super surface level with me i get bored so quickly so yes. quickly yes and i do agree with that yeah i think if you want to depending on the conversation i can be more introverted extroverted i can gain energy from that conversation if you know we're talking about something that you know really interests me, uh, versus you know just making small talk, chit chat. I can't just it just bores the crap out of me. Yeah, I mean, are like have you like performed this conversation in your mirror? Like, be real with me. You know what I mean? Just be 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 you. <laughs> Not really. No, I'm probably I've probably written it down for sure. No, I'm talking about uh, the random people we might meet that I might run into. Uh, you know what I mean? When you're oh. talking about the weather, the sports, the fucking. Uh, current events or whatever like is this like a performance or like are you being real oh no i've just gotten i've just uh see like sports i genuinely enjoy so i can talk about those but like weather and just kind of that like oh how's your day going type stuff uh you just you just develop a you just get used to the the you know what what's going to come after the, it just becomes kind of repetition yeah yeah it's just interesting to me when, when you when you say like oh i'm into sports so i can talk about that like i'm into weather you know mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I want to okay, I want to okay. know what the weather is, you know, but and like I do also don't want to fucking talk about. It. I'm not into sports at all. And and when yeah, I, I first moved to Columbus, when I first moved to Columbus, I literally listened to sports radio just so I would be able <laughs> to gain the energy of conversation from my fucking uh workers and coworkers and shit. So I, I would that. like I, I would that. have my 10 minutes or my 5 minutes of of sports conversation that I could actually hold. Just from listening to the you. radio. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> are you like, yeah, are you a sports nut? I, uh, I very much enjoy sports. Yeah. That's yeah. Definitely, that's been what, when, when those came back, they may have came back a little too early, but that was very uh, nice to kind of get some, some distraction from everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sports are, sports are just, I mean, they're just like, they're my favorite distraction is a good way to put it. Uh, and they were perfect for, for the, you know, uh, when they came back during during the pandemic to just kind of take my mind off everything. Did you pay the extra money to get your face on the body in the crowd? Like, you know how they were doing where you, you could be live streamed during the sh- the game as a member of the audience uh, digitally? I saw those. No, I did. That doesn't feel like a sports fan. That just feels like a narcissist. You just want everyone to. See, you just want everyone to see that you're there. Like you're not. You're still watching at home. I don't understand the point of paying money. It's such a bizarre thing because those are good seats too. So like, are they charging full price for the for those seats for for your body to be on it? Like, it's just, it's I don't so- know. I I don't want to shit on it. I don't want to shit on it because I feel like there's a an aspect of the being in the audience that is like uh kind of some kind of uh, make believe part of this pandemic, right? We're all like with all of our Zoom calls, we're pretending we're actually around each other. For sure. So for I sure, want to sure. say that's the same thing at the at the ball game, right? Where we're pretending we're in the audience, you know. That's it what would we're doing. It makes me so uncomfortable though if I just like am <laughs> watching a game and just like every free throw they take, my face is just back there, and like that's just that was, that's just weird, man. I'm not, I don't know if I'm mentally ready for that. <laughs> yeah, no, being being on, I'm a member of this audience. Everybody's counting on me to be really intrigued or whatever I need to be. It just feels weird, especially if like you're watching like a really bad play happens, then you're just staring at yourself being sad about the game. It's some existential level I didn't want when I'm trying to watch a football game, you know? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but those those are such important to see Browns fans uh, grimacing is become like a really necessary part of uh, sports journalism, I think. Right. That's uh well I'm I'm a I'm a huge Browns fan I'm from Cleveland originally <laughs> so I know that better than everyone it was I know that better than anybody about the the grimacing uh, uh at, at the games so I think I've been to probably around like thirty Browns games and we may have won like six of them yeah but but this so year bad. it seems like and again you're talking to a person that knows jack shit about sports but this yeah. year apparently the Browns have done better than ever before or some shit is that what's up this like, is the best they've ever done in my life this and is they, a they won a playoff game this somehow somehow uh, I don't know how they did that but it was great that was awesome that was uh. That was all. That was also like 18 years. The last time we went to the playoffs was 18 years ago. Uh, the next day at work, I think I did like 30 minutes of work, uh, just because that was like one of the worst hangovers I've ever had. Because that was 18 years of just you know pent up frustration uh-huh. that we decided to do. We decided to yeah. do touchdown shots. I had luck. 18 years of pent up frustration once too. I, I, I think a lot of us did. This is, a, this is this is a little different. I'm just kidding. It was 23. <laughs> that was. 
Mine was 21, so we're, we're, we're close. We're, we're not far off. So, and honestly, so, the Browns were somehow more frustrating than that. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know how. Maybe because it, it was, it was. yeah, I don't know why, but it, it was definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, have you yeah, have you been uh, have you been watching any movies or doing any uh, any any other uh, kind of entertainment? Uh, yeah, I'm catching up on shit like people have already watched a while. Like I'm very uh, ADHD about watching TV shows, so like I'll start one, I'll do a couple episodes, be into it, then just stop. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I've done that with so so. It's just kind of finishing those shows, dude. I've been trying people... to get into the Expanse, and uh, I've watched the first episode several times, and I know, I know that that I will love this movie because it's like hard sci-fi, mm-hmm. and, and it's apparently like the reviews are great. I know I'll love it, and for some reason I just can't like keep watching. So I'm. I get that. That was I tried that with Game of Thrones. Like everyone's like, you gotta watch Game of Thrones. Oh, you never watched, got like, into it, huh? No, I think it was also because so it was like later, and people had just talked it up for oh, so okay. many years. And, and by they, the like, time you were the, then hearing about it, it was probably already starting on its downward spiral. It was. It was. It was kind of getting there. Like it was. It was still very good at that point, apparently. And uh, then, yeah, like I started watching it, and then they gave me like the caveat. Well, like, the first season's kind of rough. I'm like, that's fine, but like, it's very boring. It's a lot of talking. I want to see dragons and shit. Like I know that comes along. Man, like, a lot of exposition. It, it took them a heard, minute to get to the dragons. It did. That's what I heard. And then I heard like the the last season was rough, and heard the finale sucked. And like, I actually, just, the t- I, the last two seasons were a hundred percent trash. I hate yeah, it. Yeah. I, I hate watched I the entire two second se- or last seasons. And that's something I'll do. I realize if if a series has been like good most of the time but finishes bad, I'm just never gonna watch it. Like, yeah. I, I refuse to watch Dexter because I know that ended terribly. Man, like, I don't no, wanna... no, no, no. The I've heard so it's many worth... good things, but also it's... You can stop watching after the fifth season and it'll be fine. Just stop watching because the first like five seasons are fucking great. The third season is fucking awesome. I heard that they just completely blew that last season. The last season sucked ass for sure, but it was the seventh season. They should have just fucking ended it. The third season, dude, has John Lithgow as the big bad, and it is so fucking good, dude. It is so good. my, yeah, my thing is, like, I know, so, like, I know the show's good. Like, I know I'm going to put a bunch of time into it, uh, but I know, like, then I just know that it's not going to have the best payoff. Like, it, it, it's just going to, yeah. I'm missing so many shows, it comes to be, like, a cost-benefit analysis type thing. Yeah. Like, there's so many of the shows I'm going to finish that I know end well that I'm going to, I'm going to prioritize those first and try to get those knocked down. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, even, like, some of the, I, I feel like the, the one show that I think is just stunning, uh, if you skip the second episode, but I wouldn't say that the beginning and the ending are stunningly great is The Wire. Mm-hmm. The Wire is fantastic. Wire. Yes. Uh, the that second ep- another... the second season fucking is weird, and it and it it just is not a great second season. But like the beginning and the ending, like as far as the art goes, are fucking fabulous, man. So that's a perfect example of a show I just completely ADHD'd out on. Because I got through the first three seasons and I forgot to like watch it for a little bit, and then it's been <laughs> nine years now. I watched it in 2011. I loved it, and I for completely forgot to like. And now I've like it's gone so long. I have to restart over because I've forgotten so many things. Yeah, and you can uh, totally skip the second season. <laughs> uh, I, the second season was 
I agree. Weird. Like it was. They go to the docks, it, and it was like on okay. its own, it's good. But like in the context of the show, it just was, didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like and then getting away yeah. from so the I, drugs and Stringer Bell and all that shit. Yeah. But like it's also like it, it'd be one thing if they did like something completely different, but they still like peppered that in. So like they're like, hey, this better story's still here. We're just not going to show you it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like and, what the fuck. But it, since, like, even what? like uh, Breaking Bad, though, did you watch Breaking Bad? That was another one. I fin- so I finished it. I love that is amazing. Yeah, uh, but amazing. it had yeah. its fucking weak points, right? Like there was seasons that were just kind of like meh. Yes. Yeah. There, there was there was episodes and stuff that would kind of like fall off, but again, it ended so strong that I think it just raises it. It the ending sticking the landing counts so much for sure. For sure, in my opinion. When I'm watching that show, it would always unnerve me when mutual friends on Facebook or whatever would be like acting like Walter White was the hero of the show, rooting for him. <laughs> I mean, the first season, maybe then uh, things kind of things kind of got. I also I could see that if you're watching in real time, like I watched every episode back to back because I started watching after the show ended. Uh, so I was very it was very apparent to me that he had become the bad guy pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I I loved that as a uh thing to make you think about storytelling and 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 I think they played it perfectly. What annoyed the fuck out of me was that my friends were like, "Yeah, Walter White, go. Yeah, you blew him up or you you know, and I'm just like, "No, no, 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 no. You don't even understand the, what you're watching. You don't even know what you're watching." <laughs> I can see like loving his character cuz I love his character. But yeah, you shouldn't be rooting for him. <laughs> right. Like, or like these are the same the people you... that root for uh, Rick in Rick and Morty. Right? Exactly. No, Rick is a great character, but he should not be the one you're rooting for. He <laughs> yes, he's an awful person. And it's uh, it's also like it's not like the show's trying to per, per, uh, you know, purvey him as a as a great guy. Like I think people are just making that assumption on their own because he talks the most in the show. Yeah. And I think people just think <laughs> I think the people think like whoever talks the most, that's the good guy, right? It's like, no, man. Yeah, he's exactly. Lots of shitty stuff. Exactly. But, exactly. This is uh, an awful person, you know? It's <laughs> like, it's, yeah, there's a fine line between loving the character and then loving what the character represents, I think. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, it's two very different things. Like the, <laughs> the, the show I got really into recently that was, uh, it was like, that was uh, The Boys on Amazon. Mm hmm. And my by far my favorite character in that is Homelander. Like, oh my god, close. he is so uh, he's broken. He's the worst human being. He is the worst human being. But human being, but but he's so broken, and you can see oh. the ways that he has been broken, right? I, I that's what I loved about that show is that they they kind of gave this backstory where you could empathize him, but he but he's so bad. Exactly. That, like so that brutally still evil. Go- yes, but like you still yeah. So I definitely watched that show like through through twice this this pandemic. That was a Dude, that was a good one. The thing about Homelander in that show is that you really can feel for him, but man, oh, you exactly. can also understand why he is evil. You know what I yes. mean? Like his evilness is so uh, transparent, but but then you're like, oh yeah, man, oh oof. Oh, well, I think how could he how could he not be that evil, you know? Right. I think that's what good shows do like that is they they give you like a justification for their evil, but they don't excuse it. Yeah, he's 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 not forgiven for anything he does. Like you get why he might be doing it, but still 
unacceptable in the, with the way the show writes it that way, which I really like. Yeah, when storytelling does this basic good versus evil thing, it wants us to be like, oh, there's good and then there's evil, and we can be on one side or the other. But when yeah. I, what storytelling is doing these days is really saying any of us can be evil at any moment. It's always just, I think uh, it's always just a choice. Yeah. It's always a choice. I very much I very much agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it's better at highlighting like the gray areas of stuff. Yeah, just, you know, not just black and white. One's good, one's bad. You know, it's it's where people are flawed and there's going to be, you know, good people can do bad things and bad people can do good things. A hundred percent. A lot of it boils down to. Have you have uh, you have you been watching any uh, movies lately? Uh, I've been watching less of those. I kind of got stuck on the some of the TV shows between like you know, The Boys in Atlanta. Well, and then I got uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Like that one quite a bit. Uh, that was very nice. All right. Uh, all right. I'm trying to think what else I watched. You know. You know what? Like we could. Uh, I actually on the line right now. I have uh, Lampshade Media presents own Cinemat. Who uh, is our our resident movie reviewer? Oh, really? That's yeah. I mean, that sounds great. Bring him in. All right, I will. We'll talk about Jojo Rabbit. Awesome. On the line right now, we have Cinemat, Lampshade Media's own movie reviewer. How you doing? I'm doing great, Mel. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You're on the line with Chris Fenner. Oh, Chris Fenner, it's 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 fantastic to talk to you. How are you doing today, sir? You know what, Cinemat? I'm doing great. It's great to meet you, man. Uh, it's great to meet you too. It's great to be here for my first uh, lampshade uh, lampshade movie review spot. Uh, I'm used to doing it at uh, my local radio station WXYXKXYXX. So uh, it's really great to be uh, moving into the digital age and be uh, be here with you guys. Yeah, man. Well, congratulations. We're happy to have you. What's happening in the world of cinema, Cinemat? Uh, well, you know what. Uh, it's it's a big year for me. Just this 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 week, in fact, is uh, you know my uh, my thirteenth year as a movie reviewer. I've been doing this since I was just ten years old, and uh, I, I'm I've I've been loving it. And I think some of the some of the most intriguing best movies coming out. Uh, you know, it's it's been a rough time for the for the cinema and the movie industry in general, but I think we've got some real crackers coming out soon. Is that right? What have you been into, Chris? You know what? Uh, my favorite movie was uh, I've seen this this pandemic has been Jojo Rabbit. What do you think about Jojo Rabbit, Cinemat? I mean, look, on the one hand, I love the idea of an imaginary friend helping a kid out. On the other hand, uh, all that Nazi stuff just got me down. I gave it uh, four and a half stars out of ten, quite frankly. <laughs> out of ten? Damn. Harsh. I call them like I see them, and it served me well. Ever since I was just ten years old, I've been doing it, and I, 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 I haven't lost a step. That's what, that's what my family tells me. All right. Well, Cinemat, what is what is the shining, uh, the shining light for uh, for twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one? What have you, uh, what, what do you, what do you think? Well, let me just start off with, uh, let me do some of the my uh, rapid reviews here coming up for the uh, the new releases. Uh, first up. We have uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, the new uh, animated Disney film that you can see in theaters or on Disney+. And uh, it's about a warrior who's trying to find the last dragon in order to save her realm. And uh, it's uh, got voice talents of of Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina, whose performance goes down as well as the water she's named after. I'm telling you that. And uh, quite frankly, I think it's just a wonderful... uh, Disney has hit it out of the park again. 
vibrant colors, amazing characters. You know, it, it's I, I'd be willing to say it's maybe my favorite Disney film ever, uh, maybe since Cars 2. I think it's the, the best thing they've done since Cars 2. And, and trust me, coming from me, that's a big compliment. That's a big compliment. <laughs> that sounds okay. like it. Have you seen that one, Chris? You know what? I haven't. Uh... <laughs> My question for, for Matt would be, what was the first movie you ever reviewed? I'm, I'm interested to know that. At 10. At 10. I, uh, like I believe that the first, the first movie uh, that I remembered uh, uh, doing was Inception, which I thought was very fun, had some wonderful suits and nice big blocky cities that made all thrown, you know, turned all the way around. But quite frankly, it was a little too hard for me to follow. <laughs> I could imagine, man, as a 10-year-old... Uh... <laughs> probably not the movie you want to start with man well to be fair you... i've made it a point to watch it every once a year every year since then and i still cannot figure that thing out <laughs> all right <laughs> when did you review cars 2 because i feel you should have started with that I mean, well, Cars 2, I mean, hey, <laughs> Cars 2, that's the thing. It, it doesn't, you don't need, people of all ages can enjoy Cars 2. I mean, I remember when I sat down in the theater and, and reviewed that way back in 2011, and I just thought, you know, this is, quite frankly, the peak of cinema. I haven't seen it, so who's the standout performance in uh, in Cars 2? Well, I mean, uh, I don't think you get any funnier than Larry the Cable Guy as Mater the Tow Truck. I th think it's, you know, it's just laughs a minute with that guy. <laughs> In part two, he becomes a secret agent. I, I mean, just thinking about it makes me laugh. I can tell Mel's laughing just thinking about the movie. He's clearly a fan. I love it. I love it. It is in his wheelhouse. I'll give him that. <laughs> All right, next on my uh, my rapid reviews, we have uh, Coming to America with a number two in it. This is the long-awaited sequel to the Eddie Murphy film from 1988, uh, where Prince Akeem from Zabunda has to go back to Queens and uh, re rebuild his relationship with his long-lost son. Uh, a lot of people are upset because this, version, this sequel is PG-13, as the first one was rated R, and quite frankly, I think this is much better because it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it means it's a, something you can sit down and watch with your whole family. I could, you, know, you could sit down, I could sit down with my father if he were still around and uh, watch that movie with him and not feel awkward at all. So I'm gonna go get, get Coming to America Two Americas out of three. <laughs> what happened to your dad? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was my takeaway from that review. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it's a long story. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, about, uh, I would say, almost coming up here on 10 years ago. Uh, he took me to see Cars 2 in the theater and then left me there, and I haven't seen him since. Okay. <laughs> anyway, our next movie that we'll be reviewing is the new film Land. This is from uh, actress Robin Wright Penn, her directorial debut. It's about a bereaved woman seeking out a new life off the grid in Wyoming. Now, you know, I love Robin Wright Penn. I mean, Princess Bride, just a, a spectacular, she's a wonderful talent, and there's some great scenery here on, on display, but quite frankly, I just got bored. You know, I just, I was feeling like I was falling asleep after a few minutes because, you know, at a certain point, it's like, well, 
what's the point of living off the grid if you don't have any, you know, electricity or power to watch your DVD of Cars 2? It, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that okay. makes, yeah, I, I agree with that. I'd I can't agree. argue yeah, with I that. Can't, I can't disagree. Yeah, and, and we all need our cars, too, from time to time. <laughs> You're telling me? I know I do. When the when the gloomy starts to come in, I just put in cars, too, and I feel like, you know, I'm right back there again before I knew how horrible the world could be. Anyway, <laughs> my final rapid review for you guys today, uh, we have uh, The World to Come, which is a, a movie. It stars uh, Vanessa Kirby, Catherine Waterston, Christopher Abbott, and Casey Affleck. It's, a, it's about a mid-19th century uh, uh, two couples in, in the East Coast frontier. And, uh, you know, uh, Vanessa Kirby and Catherine Waterston are, are the wives, and they end up coming together and forming a romantic relationship together. And, uh, again, these are great performances, uh, some great scenery, but I, I got to tell you, the film lost me. I mean, I, I didn't understand what was going on because the two women start to kiss, and I, I just don't get that. I don't understand what's happening. I know from experience there's a mommy and a daddy. There's not a mommy and a daddy, another mommy and a daddy, and then the two mommies are together. I, I, I mean, they, they just lost me. I think anybody else, they're just going to fall right asleep. Oh, that's Okay. That's interesting review. Yeah. <laughs> as far as movies go, you're, you have not seen a movie with a lesbian couple? I mean, unless there's a lesbian couple in Cars 2 that I haven't seen. And I, I'm pretty sure I would have found one by now. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when Car 2 was going to come into that review, and there, there it is. <laughs> oh, I also, you know what? I have a treat for you guys, actually. Uh, because, you know, not only am I known for my movie reviews, uh, but I'm also known for, uh, you know, I, I, I sometimes do a little, uh, you know, I kind of weird Al it up, and I kind of do some song parodies about uh, upcoming movies that are coming out, and I have, a, uh, I, have a, I have a sneak peek of my new one for you guys if you'd like to, uh, to, 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 to hear it. I am 100% down. Chris, would, you down? I would love to hear this. This is going to be great all right i'll give you a taste it'll be acapella so it won't be the full force but uh just hear this okay whoa black widow solo film whoa black widow solo <laughs> film black widow's got a film solo films coming out this year hopefully you're gonna be on disney plus or maybe in the theaters with us so black widow solo film whoa black widow solo <laughs> film and that's you know that's not the whole thing, but you know I just want to give you a taste. If you want, want the whole thing, go to my, go to my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, give us that plug. That would be uh, www.youtube.com uh, forward slash cinebat cinebat w x y x k y x x y x y x slash user. I think I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> There's got to be a dot com, but yeah, go ahead and check that out. That is a that is a great cover there. Oh, Fucking nailed it. Yeah. A lot yeah, of I mean, excitement. A lot of excitement in the MCU. Oh, I guess yes. Yeah. So have you guys uh, have you guys watched Wandavision? Are you guys watching Wandavision? I as of this recording, I have just uh, last night watched the uh, final episode. Chris, you? I have not. Um, I would. You You're know, fucking up. Help me. I would. I. That's what I hear. I hear it's great, but I think what might help me watch it. Matt, could you give me a spoiler-free review of Wandavision? Uh. Well, I mean, it's a. You know, 
It's a because I mean, I I I I feel uh, I feel a, a kinship to Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, because much like her, I have had to watch all of my family slowly kind of disappear in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll check. I'll check that one out. Yeah, I mean, and it's and again, it's it's been a gradual thing, you know. Oh, first, again, as I said, my father did leave me at the theater, seeing Cars two, which on the one hand kind of a bad kind of a uh, rotten thing for him to do to just leave me there but on the other hand there could have been a better film for him to leave me at for the final time as cars to just you know the best kind of side off you could give your your only son uh and uh, i hope to reconcile with him one day but unfortunately a few years later he was shot and killed trying to uh steal gold out of fort knox so oh my god won't be seeing him again <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That is, uh, man, that is, yeah, that's a whole deal. That is a whole deal. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, I was, I was raised, raised by my single mother. Uh, she is uh, now uh, hiding out after being uh, a part of the uh, Capitol riots this year. So, ouch! Wow, you had wait, a point to life. Way to, way to make things very relevant. Um, damn. Yep. But hey, I hey, it's okay because I get to come here and I get to talk movies with you guys and I have my my portable DVD player with my copy of Cars 2 that I can't get out of the portable DVD player. Uh, so I just get to I get to watch it that way. That makes sense. <laughs> Matt, I had a qu- one last question for you. What do you think about Cars 3? Does it live up to the expectations? I'll tell you one thing about Cars 3. That thing's a fucking abomination. <laughs> Strong opinions about Cars you're gonna, 3. You're going to take, you're going to fucking sit there and you're going to take the spotlight off of Lightning McQueen and made her the tow truck and put it on some fucking new car? I don't fucking understand it. It's disgusting. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, I can understand your, your emotion because you were you were attached. You, you, get, you build an attachment with, with Lightning McQueen and Tater and then this they new, just move it? New, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. His name is Mater. Mater. My bad. My bad. Mater. Yep. I will not make that mistake again. I'm uh, sorry for asking that question. That sounded personal. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I love talking about movies. Any other movie question you guys got, as long as it doesn't pertain to Cars 3, I'm going to be right as red. What it come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. What do you think about? Uh, I think it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like everything on HBO Max is now like all this like stuff that's coming out in the theater is now like right there on HBO Max. Have you been watching some new newly released movies uh, that way? Oh boy! You know what? I watched uh, I watched Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four recently, and uh, you know a lot of people Oof. are down on that film, but uh, watching that film, I just thought, yeah, I I I know what I would wish for. Uh, there was definitely I would certainly wish people back if there was some magic rock that I could use for it. So I I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> that no, that clocks. Yeah, you you you'd yeah. let somebody take over some random person's body and just so you could see him again. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, my father kind of looked like Chris Pine if Chris Pine was just a little heavier and angrier. But yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love I love the idea of, of, of forcing somebody against their will to become my father. That's that's always been something I've 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 fantasized about. For years. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, 
Oh my god, I can't I can't feel more relevant to that uh to that wish actually. <laughs> That's why I said, yeah, I'm 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 one of the I'm one of the people I'm a I'm a Wonder Woman 1984 defender. <laughs> one of the few, but you can really see the magic behind the uh uh whatever that was. <laughs> I mean, I was also I was also a big fan of that uh, that Imagine video that Gal Gadot uh, put out. I, I a lot of people were done on that. I thought it was beautiful. All the people sounded great singing. Nobody sounded terrible at all. And I thought the uh, I thought that she really hit hit on the head that you know. We're all the same in this pandemic, whether we're poor people, you know, struggling to get by on a day-to-day basis, or we're rich people who just have to lounge around their, you know, uh, huge mansions. That we're all the same, no matter what. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, I, after having watched Wandavision last night, Chris hasn't seen it yet. Uh, you know, God damn it. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. This is so unhelpful for this interview. Have, so uh, fuck you for that. If someone wants to give me their Disney Plus, I, I would watch it. Dude, do you have Tinder? You're single, right? I uh, I don't have Tinder. Do I need to get Tinder again? If you want Disney Plus, you need to get Tinder. <laughs> I'll wait till after the pandemic. Tinder does not doesn't seem safe without a pandemic, and now it seems exceptionally unsafe. Yeah, you know you're not wrong. Disease wise. So. <laughs> So, uh, Cinemat, uh, I'm curious, like, what do you think about the future of the, uh, of the MCU with, uh, with what Wonder Vision put down? Well, you know, I think that the, the sky's the limit. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for Dr. Strange 2 and the multiverse of madness. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's, that's, you know, obviously that film is being directed by the great Sam Raimi, who directed, uh, in my opinion, probably in, in, uh, one of the best films of all time. You know, and, and of course, when I talk about Sam Raimi and the best film of all time, you know what I'm talking about? Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, just a great <laughs> turn from James Franco. Uh, I thought you were talking I, about I Spider-Man 2. So I remember when I, I remember when I watched that film for the first time. I, you know, I left the theater and I was thinking, oh, Wizard of Oz, I'm pretty sure that's completely irrelevant now. We, we, we can just throw that movie away and watch Oz the Great and Powerful because it's never going to get any better than that. <laughs> you have any, Chris, you have any feelings on uh, Oz the Great and Powerful and Sam Raimi? I haven't watched it, but I'll add that to my list too. Uh I'm scared to ask oh, you how haven't, far you relates haven't to that lived movie. until you've seen Oz the Great. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry, guys. It's I just that... need to reiterate Oz the Great and Powerful. Put it on your bucket list. I'm sorry. I interrupted it's, you, it's... Chris. So what, what, what do you have to say? It's the I'll add that one. What are two other movies I should probably add to my bucket list other than Cars 2? Well, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> In terms of the bucket list, yeah, Cars 2, Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, I'd add, you know, uh, you, you might think I'm, I'm playing around here, but I'd probably add the bucket list to that bucket list. It's just, <laughs> you want to see two actors at the top of their game, it's definitely Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson <laughs> in the bucket list. Uh, and then finally, uh, if I had another, probably New Jack City, starring Wesley Snipes as crack dealer Nino Brown. Actually a good movie. Wow. I'm a big yeah. a big fan, a big fan of uh, of uh, Ice-T's performance in that, as well as Chris Rock as Pookie. Just some great stuff from them. I, you know, I, nothing, to, uh, to me, there's nothing better than a nice evening where you, where you started off with Cars 2 and then you ended off with New Jack City. That, that sounds like an evening, man. 
Do you have those two to things? They pair together like a nice wine and a good quality cheese. You know. Can you watch New Jack City without watching Cars too? I mean, I, you, I mean, yes, absolutely. But if you have the option, I don't know why you would pass that up. Uh, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'll watch them both at the same time, and they kind of sync up. <laughs> like some dark side of the moon action. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, I don't do drugs except for the many, many drugs that have been prescribed for me by doctors. But uh, uh, yeah, I, it, it, I, I would be surprised if, if it if you did some kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe some Sudafed. Uh, as long as it's prescribed and uh, and and watch that, you'll have a great time. <laughs> it's a weird right. choice, but I'll do that, man. I'll I'll take your I'm, advice. I'm gonna do it too. Like, yeah. It's, you... uh, never... I mean, you won't be sorry. I mean, at the very least, you'll be watching cars too. And I mean, that's that's good no matter what the circumstances. <laughs> and I should not argue the with that. The first time man. I saw cars too was one of the worst circumstances that any child could possibly have, but I I still loved it. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's something there's something there, obviously, and uh, and I'm sure you're 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 working on that. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I've been writing to Pixar day after day, trying to get uh, trying to get the reins, the whole you know, the reins to make Cars Four, and and my my vision of Cars Four. Well, honestly, if I'm being honest, we would call it Cars Three and just pretend that the real Cars Three <laughs> didn't happen, and it would essentially it would be. Uh, you know, because as I said, you know, as we all know, uh, Mater becomes a spy in Cars 2. And so in Cars 3, Mater would become like, a, a, you know, a, he would become, a, a, you know, a, a drug, a drug uh, undercover, uh, you know, a, a, a drug officer. And, and, and like a narc agent. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, and yes, a narcotics agent. And he would take down. Uh, uh, you know, a, a nice, uh, uh, you know, a nice looking car. Uh, you know, if I, I, I'd try my hardest to get Wesley Stipes to get on board, and then, uh, and, uh, and he'd be the voice of this new, uh, new crack selling car, and, uh, and, uh, you know, that, that, that's my, uh, that's my dream. But uh, for, you know, yeah, you, you have to start, you know, uh, Pixar won't accept my calls anymore. Yeah. What if Morgan Freeman was the, uh, was the crack selling car? I mean, well, that's that's a great. I mean, that's a great idea. Like, uh, perhaps if, you know, he's he's been at it so long, and he's old, and he's maybe slipping up, and that's how you I know, could Mater, really feel this kind of chill. I love Mater, but he could be a little bit bumbling, and so I think you think he might need a little extra leg up to to catch uh, to catch a crack lord car. And uh, so, yeah, I think Morgan Freeman yeah. could, could do it. I could see job. secondarily. I could see Tom Cruise. What do you think? I mean, Tom Cruise. Uh, I, I think Tom Cruise could quite frankly do anything. I can't wait to see him in space. Uh, it's it's gonna be that that film is gonna be great. Uh, you know, I mean, what of my personal? It's not my one of my top four films of all time, but maybe my top uh, maybe my top twenty has got to be the Tom Cruise Mummy. Uh, that Mummy <laughs> film, I just thought this is what the Mummy needs. It needs it needs just a hot lady with weird four pupils or whatever that was, and uh, Russell Crowe, uh, and and other people and it just it was great a lot of people say that that movie's in, incomprehensible i think it's just comprehensible enough <laughs> and that's what you need <laughs> yeah well shit man this has been a this has been an excellent uh an excellent conversation on movies man thank you so much for uh for providing your insight and your emotional availability 
Yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, I uh, appreciate the recommendations. Hey, this is what I live for, you guys. This is what I live for. Genuinely, I have nothing else to live for. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I will be hitting you back up. Chris, are you going to be uh, checking out uh, the YouTube and the and, and the and the other uh, venues that uh, the Cinemat has available to you? You know what? I, uh, I I think I have to at this point. Uh, he is too intriguing to not follow up on. <laughs> oh, boys, you're making me blush. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, <laughs> Cinemat, you got any last words for uh, the Lampshade Media audience? Uh, all I can say is. Uh... Go uh, go see Cars 2, and uh, if you can't see Cars 2, well, you know, congratulations. You have a family. <laughs> All right. <Okay>. Much, <laughs> much, much love, much love, and uh, take care of yourself, Matt. Cinemat, as it, it were. Was, it Thank was you. nice meeting you, Matt. Thank you. I'll see you at the movies. <laughs> yeah, see you there. Well, there you have it. Cinemat, Cinemat, big fan, big fan of Cars 2, this one. That was, uh, that was interesting. (laughs) He has some problematic views associated with Cars 2, I think. That's, uh, Uh, you know, I think Cinemat has several problematic views. Hopefully we can help him out. I hope he calls back in. It was, I I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what? God bless him. Someone's got (laughs) to love Cars 2. Somebody does. I'm glad it's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking back, we were talking about good versus evil in storytelling. And like, I feel like that's fucking interesting because like in our, in, in our entertainment culture, we have this kind of like heroic hero versus villain mentality. Right. And, and, and yeah. at some point in society, we've kind of started to realize that, it's a little bit more gray than that. Like, Oh, we're Americans. What have Americans done? You know? Yeah. And, well, exactly. and everyone's, everyone's flawed. And then to obviously very differing. I don't know how old you are, but I'm nearly 40. So when I was in high school, uh, we were, you know, we were learning about, you know, uh, things about like, we should be proud of about, I you was, know how yeah, America so, was founded, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that was three. Yeah, you're a bit younger than me, but you're probably still part of that. It was I was kind of towards the tail end of the uh, the American exceptionalism that got taught. Uh, yeah, because it was very much yeah, it was very much yeah. Like, yeah, we've done all this good stuff, and they very uh, they bring up some of the bad stuff, but boy, do they gloss over it. Right. Like, they, we 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 the amount that they covered the. Uh, the, the trail of tears was about a paragraph like, yeah, this was bad, but we moved on. Right. It's like, I don't yeah. think a lot of people did. I don't think that's how that works, but no, there was a lot of uh, apologetics uh, for shit like that. Wasn't there? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very different uh, worldview than I think we, you know, the post nine 11, I think it, it was a very different worldview after that than it was before of uh, yeah. us being, it was a very much of us number one and or us and you know no one else really matters versus uh the world we live in today which uh yeah a little bit different yeah you know what like i think this is very interesting to uh to discuss too is that like we're two white men you know so we yeah. are in basically the upper echelon of the power structure you know mm-hmm. uh as far as i know uh we're both uh straight cis white men am i wrong no so yeah, 
so yeah, so we are we are in we have all of the privileges, you know, aside from maybe wealth. I don't know how rich you are, but <laughs> I'm not a billionaire wealth. That's, even that's a, without different... even without great wealth, we're still in the upper echelon of the power structure. Yeah. And 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 so now, like in the past, maybe twenty years, we've been forced to be like, hmm. Well, us light skinned people haven't done real great things for people with you know more you know uh, yeah. melanin. Or well, whatever. that's the that's the kind of thing that was like taught. I think a lot was like that kind of like, oh, racism happened, but like it's kind of over now. Like we fixed it. Like, no, totally. White people have and been that's... telling themselves they've fixed racism for uh, as, as long as the 60s, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, a, a lot of people uh, figure that, you know, we had the Civil Rights Amendment, which, by the way, still hasn't been passed by every state, uh, that that kind of fixed everything. It's like, I it, mm-hmm. no, it, it didn't. Uh, and I think the only way that, like, really, to really change that is to, like, just, you know, meet other people and meet people that, you know, aren't from yep. the same upbringing is you and like listen to what they have to say because it's like oh okay that none of that happened to me uh-huh. uh this, this is very different than you know yeah man what you experience so i think that's you know kind of getting out and just meeting more people i think has been very helpful and kind of you know undoing some of that that you know original teachings of we fixed everything. A hundred percent, man. So mm-hmm. like when I came out of my, uh, and in case you don't know, our listeners, uh, all, all three of you, uh, have heard <laughs> about my religious upbringing. Uh, when I came out of that and I started like trying to form a community in the, in the real world, all of a sudden I had all these different perspectives, man. And I didn't get any of those in the bubble that I used to be in, you know, and I started learning, yeah. Oh, these people feel this way. And this is why, and wow, now I know. And now I actually am interested in not offending them because I yeah. understand them. I understand why they feel the way they feel. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It and that's took the, yeah. me meeting them and loving them to yeah. be able to understand why I didn't want to offend them. Yeah, and that absolutely is uh, a, a a big difference. Is understanding that like, I think a lot of people look at like, oh well, hey, I can take a joke, but it's like also you also aren't dealing with the same shit. Exactly. And that oh my joke gosh. has more weight. It's not. I think people yeah. look at it, looking at it from their perspective. I think is a lot of a lot of the issue with a lot of mm-hmm. uh, people look at it like, well, it wouldn't offend me. It's like, well, you're also in a different why a would it situation? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even make sense to offend you. You don't even understand yeah. the context. Yeah. So it's it's very it's very different than uh, and I think a lot. I think more people are realizing that hopefully, but I think uh, the internet has been both good and bad for that. I think it's been obviously yeah yeah it, it's I made agree. some things worse, but it has opened up avenues. I think it's been misused and used correctly. So I think it's 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 one another thing that falls in like a gray area. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like what it has done that's good is given people the ability to see other perspectives. Yes, exactly. It's made a lot of perspectives available. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it's made a lot of really fucked up perspectives available to people that are uh, apt to fall into those. Exactly. Okay, so people that are already primed to fall into a really bad idea... It's made those yeah. ideas really, really easy to access. Yes, exactly. And you're doing it, you know, online, so you can kind of be 
you're not getting checked by other people. You can create your own little bubble if you want to of, of ideas, and then just kind of that starts a whole rabbit hole. And man, that itself has become so fucking prevalent, right? The idea mm-hmm. where we're actually curating our own bubbles and not allowing any uh, ex- external stimulus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, and obviously the pandemic's only made that worse because you literally, you can't have, you know, <laughs> outside the bubble stuff. So you just kind of, yeah. even further, you know, trapped inside your own uh, idea vortex. Is idea vortex a thing? I don't think so. I don't know, but we're probably drunk enough now that it should be. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. Idea Vortex. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to imagine myself hearing uh, Carl Sagan say it. Idea Vortex. That was a terrible Carl Sagan impression. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like, that was that was closer. I don't know what that was. That was just me, that was just me doing a deep voice. That's all that was. Did you, uh, did you get into Carl Sagan? Oh, dude. I fucking love space. That's yeah? by far... Oh, that's by far my favorite topic. Like yeah, space so you, and did you grow up with Cosmos enough, then? Oh, I fucking love that shit. Like any space documentary, okay. documentary I will watch. Uh, between that and uh, geography, which is much less popular, uh, I don't understand why I like geography mo- so much. But I, I, I will tell you what. Like the cross between, I feel like there is David Attenborough, and I won't really like. I won't have a relationship with any woman that doesn't want to fuck to David Attenborough. <laughs> it's a very specific kink, but all right. <laughs> uh, fuck to David Attenborough. I mean, he does have a silky smooth voice, so I kind of see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to hear about, <laughs> like, you know, dolphins and shit while I'm fucking, like, I just want to hear, yeah. Hear about a wolf eating, like, a penguin or some shit. <laughs> that doesn't that really gets me going. <laughs> No, but what, what, like geography though? Like, you mean specifically landmass? You want to hear about rocks oh or what? No, like fucking like maps and shit. I love maps. I don't understand why, but. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm the guy on trivia. Like, if it's, I'm very limited, but like, if you want to, if you, anything comes up about another country, I'll probably know it. Hmm. It's a, it's an Even politically wise, skill. like, you know, where the boundaries used to be and then became and shit like that throughout time. I have a, di- I like history a lot too. So I have a decent, I guess I have a great idea, but I have like somewhat of an idea about yeah. you know, how boundaries used to. You into Dan Carlin then? I love me some Dan Carlin. This I motherfucker can wait six months and then produce a five hour podcast. Dude, I and listened, people so I, go fucking ape shit. I I go oh ape shit. God. It's yeah, like I'm working my way through Supernova in the East, which is about people yeah. No, about I've been this, listening but, to that as well. Yeah, and the, each of those like five hours, which seems daunting, but like if you do that on a drive, like it just flies by. So well, like, I mean, I listen to I love long form podcasts. If our mm-hmm. listeners might know that our podcasts uh, very often run over an hour into yeah. <laughs> And I don't think ever over three, so I'm not pulling Rogan bullshit. But no. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not I'm not trying where... to keep it down. I I feel like I'm willing to listen. But like you pause that, you come back to it. I will listen to a Dan Carlin fucking episode. His he the way that he uh, respects the idea that he doesn't actually know anything about yes. what those people were thinking or why they did what they did, and he is just reporting what is known 
you know? That's my favorite part. Yes. It's He's very, so brilliant in that. And he does a good job of kind of relating, you know, historical events to kind of modern day things. I think that's mm, his, yeah. his strongest his yeah. strongest. This thing would be like if you were this way and you felt like voice. Yeah. You I nailed, did kind of nail it, didn't I? <laughs> you nailed that voice. You nailed that voice. You could <laughs> you should just do a hardcore history of this of this podcast. <laughs> We may do, we may do lampshade media may do a little hardcore oh history uh, ripoff at but some point. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your favorite episode of this? Or I guess that I would have to say my favorite series was the one about Khan. I think so, right? That has to be everyone's. That one was so good. Oh my god! And and that actually led me into learning, uh, listening to that. Like, kind of taught me about how. Uh, that remind well, you know what? I don't know if I learned this from that or not, but I think I was listening to a separate podcast that was talking about how pastry and and noodles and sh- and, and the idea of noodles uh, worked its way through uh, uh, Asia yeah. to Europe, and yeah. Khan, his his troops took the uh, concept of pierogies all the way to fucking Poland. That's where Poland came up with pierogies because they took pastry and noodles and shit and the the idea of noodles to Poland, and that's where we get pierogies. Now it has. See, I love shit like that. Isn't that amazing? Like, what the the fuck? The history of noodles, I'm 100% in on every time. Dude, yeah, and that is wild. That is wild. It's a wild uh, example of how humanity. invents but then steals right yeah 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 or heavily borrows we'll, we'll, we'll say well, whatever it is i don't think it's a bad thing in terms no oof, it, that's an interesting subject too about appropriation but yeah. appropriation is has evolved the human race for a long time i do yeah. think that it's important in our current culture to respect our ability to communicate on a large level and and then just appreciate w- what we're getting, you know, from what people, right? Yeah, Does that make exactly. sense? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But we've definitely, humans have been like taking good ideas from other humans for a long ass time. And then the, the, the propagation of noodles is a perfect fucking example. Oh my God. Can you imagine the world without noodles? How much that would suck? Yeah. It's not as good. It's not as good a it's, world. It's not only not as good. It's like hell. Like that sounds like the worst thing ever. I will eat noodles. Are by by far my favorite uh, brain delivery system. It's just it's awesome. You can put them in anything. Dude, I know what you mean, man. I've been getting into okay, so like I love ethnic food, and there is uh I live uh near Bethel Road, and there is so mm-hmm. many fucking awesome ethnic joints around my house, mm-hmm. and there is this place called Jutai. And they have hand stretched noodles, bro. Oh, and they are so good. They're I don't even know what that means, but I'm in, man. They just stretch them by hand, like they pull them, and they're oh, wide. They're really wide, noodles. flat noodles, and they're stretchy and chewy. Oh. They're real chewy, and oh, they're so. Oh my god, they're so delicious, dude. Go to Jutai hey, on Bethel and get those get those hand stretched noodles. Fun. I want some fucking noodles right now. That sounds great. All oh, right, for fucking sure. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Oh shit, we're getting a fucking call here. Oh. Hello, this is Lampshade Media presents the Sucklord Podcast. Uh, you're on the line with Chris Fenner. Who am I speaking with? 
You speak with Alvin Marshall. Alvin, Alvin. Big fan of the show, Mel. Alvin, yeah. How you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, Alvin. Yeah, I, I called in earlier to, to, to talk to the to the the duty guy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He got, uh, he got Finn on there. Chris Finner. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Alvin. How's it How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I haven't seen you in a while. I know it's a uh, it's a pandemic going on out here, but you know I I'm a fan of the comedy. I like your comedy. That's good to hear, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see you again. It's been it's been too long. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I mean, I'm sure that you've been, you know, growing that immaculate beard somewhere. You know, you know, just doing <laughs> nah, your it just thing. Nah, it's homeless at cool. this point, man. It just looks homeless. Yeah, the pandemic beard. It's it's awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've been growing a pandemic beard myself. How's that looking, man? Uh, it's looking a little. Uh, uh, well, it's seen better days. Seen better days. I uh, I got a little. Uh, Got a problem here. A little, little gray growing in there. But, you know, uh, the women love it. The women love it. Salt and pepper. Dignified. And pepper. It's dignified. It. Well, silver fox action going on, man. I dig it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a silver fox thing I got going on over here. But, oh, man, but rock my, it. My, my, thing with, with, my thing with Finn is this. Uh, Tell you me. You know, you're real, you're real funny. You're a funny guy. You're, you're a great guy. I, I like your jokes. You're, you're a little bit too smart for some of these these. these He's peons you know, I'm proud. I appreciate that, words. Alvin. Thank you. I never know you felt that way. I think you're a real smart guy. You watch uh, Nat Geo for sure. <laughs> How does he know that? <laughs> damn, damn, Alvin, you're good, man. Well, you know, I mean, again, I'm a fan of the comedy. I'm a fan of the community. I'm a fan of the show, Mel. You know, you you got a lot of great, talented guys over there. You got a lot of, got a lot of funny people. Folks over there, a lot, there, a lot of I'm talented of women too, man. That is a very well, I love all the women's on there. The, the, I think that Columbus has a great scene, and I like the Finna. I, I just wanted to call in and say I like the Finna. Uh, maybe oh, dumb it down a little bit, you know. Uh, we like the the fart jokes. We like the. I mean, I can, I can, can throw I can more. stop watching Nat Geo, man. I can, I can, I can turn on some other shit, like maybe some like blue collar. Oh yeah, you, you know? should, you should. You should definitely start watching more uh Cars 2, uh, maybe? I would say Cars 2. You know, get in uh, <laughs> BattleBots. Get in your, battle uh, you, you might want to go for a way with a cable guy kind of vibe, you know? Uh, I mean, little, I think you, little, uh, I see a bright... flannels. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that's a good look for you. And, uh, I, right. I mean, I, I believe in you, Finna. I, I really like I mean, your I comedy, can... but use the big words. I've been looking to reinvent myself after this pandemic, and that that might be my my move, man. Maybe like some sleeveless flannels, some puppets, some props. Oh, yeah, you will be a great prop comic. I see great, thank you, great things in your future. <laughs> you thank you. I've been waiting for someone to give me affirmation on that prop comic thing. Yeah, well, you're a great guy. Uh, I like the comedy. Uh, I I wish to see you again later when this whole pandemic thing is over. You know. Uh, hopefully there's a lot of open mics around, and I'll be sure to sure to check you out. You know, you're a good Absolutely. guy. I like you. You're, you're, you're a good guy, but uh, yeah, maybe not so much as on that geo. Maybe you start watching some more uh, VH1. You know, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, VH1. I, I mean, it, it makes you dumber Pop every time video. you watch it. And if you watch it for a little bit, I think you'll be all right. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking I like you, Finna. I believe Rock of Love, maybe. I think that could be good. Rock, you know, you know, Brett Michaels. 
you know, you want to go for that sort of demo, you know, if they like Bret Michaels wear bandana yeah. on stage with the with the with the sleeveless flannel. Yeah, I think you're a winner. I think you're a winner. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Thank you, man. I, I need that. I need that pep talk. I was kind of lost here with this. Just pandemic, a little but... suggestion. Just just a little I suggestion. Think, uh, That's all. That's giving me some good some good, you know, food for thought. I appreciate that, man. I, I totally understand. Alvin, did uh, did did uh, Chris Duty ever get you that lighter back? That uh, banana yellow bick. I'm, I'm oh, still shit. looking for the banana yellow bick, and this fucking prick here, the the duty guy with the hair. <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm I'm waiting on his ass. I've been looking for him here and there. He's popping up around the city. You know, <laughs> I can't find the guy, and I want my lighter. It, it's it's yeah, it's my lighter. Man. Yeah, you and know, the fuel's yeah. going down as we speak. Yeah, he's using it right yeah, now. I'm, 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 I'm looking for. If he is wherever he is, that son of a bitch, I'm gonna find him, and I'm just going. It's not going to be good. All right, I want my does banana that, yellow bit. That's all I want. You know. Does that lighter hold special significance to you? Like, why do you want it back so bad? You have no idea what well, you just asked. Well, you know what? Oh, you, no. Well, you know what, Mel? Let me tell you something. I've, I've, I've been down on bad times, you know, and uh, that banana yellow bit, I got out of my divorce. All I got was the lighter out of the divorce. Oh, and, uh, shit. Ouch. I, I need that's the a... lighter. You know, it's <laughs> oh, significant shit. to me because that's all she she took everything from me, Mel. She she took it all, you know, uh, the, the cat, the dog, the, the ice tray, everything. <laughs> but she left me the banana yellow bacon. I need it back. If Chris Duty is listening anywhere, I'm looking for you. I want my lighter. And that's all I got to say. Well, I hope it goes without saying that Lampshade Media has done everything that we can to get you that lighter back. I had a long conversation with Mr. Duty. Well, well, Mel, you know, anyone listening, Finna, you know, if you if you happen to find Chris Duty or uh, a banana yellow bick, you know, tell tell Alvin Marshall really, really appreciates it. All right. He appreciates Alvin, I will, I, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that's all you got out of the divorce. That seems, seems kind of rough. Finna, you, you have no idea, man. I mean, I, uh, I got nothing out of this, you know. She, she took everything. She took the fucking PlayStation Four. Jesus Why Christ! I, 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 I love the GTA, the Grand Theft Auto, man. She took it all, and it's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's uh yeah, that's harsh, man. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, I mean, I can always get another, you know, PlayStation Four. You know that they're on the cheap these days, but yeah, the banana yellow bick is yeah. hard to find. Watch out for those scammers, though. Yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be very cautious of you. Be very cautious. Yeah, I got uh, I got scammed on that actually recently. Oh no! Yeah, you be careful. Yeah, be careful with oh, the scammers no. and. You know, it, there's only one true banana yellow bick. I don't know what's <laughs> out there. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, be sure. Be sure you're getting off thin. Hell yeah. This is this is vintage. This is yeah, vintage man. Banana yellow bick. Alvin, dude, take care of yourself, man. Like it's good to hear from you. Oh, uh, again, Mel Finna. I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of the comedy. You know, you guys are great. You know who's really great, though? Who's I, that? I like a lot. Who's that? Ooh, I like the the guy. He wears this. All right. He's a movie on. All right. He's a black guy. He wears the, you know, the T-shirts and shit, you know. 
A no, black yeah, guy wears not. t-shirts. Um, not, uh, it's not ringing a bell. A cool t-shirt. Yeah, what? Is, he has a, 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 a stage name, a catchphrase. Uh, uh, fuck, Stevie. Stevie is J? Is it Stevie J from around the way? Is it Stevie? Yeah, he comes from around the corner or something. Yeah, like that. Stevie J know, from guy, around the way. This guy's. Uh, I don't like that guy. He's he's cool. You know. Uh, you know what? A, I, I would have let him. Alvin, you know, I've had this guy. House, I've like had you. this guy on the show. Uh, I've had this guy on the podcast. Actually, go back into the archives, man. Yeah, Stevie J is a friend of the show. No shit. Well, the next time you have him on, I, I gotta call the guy because the guy is he's hilarious. He's hilarious, <laughs> and uh, he does the. He does the Bane thing, you know? Whatever, yeah. You know, whatever yeah. The, you know, I love that, man. He's, yeah. I miss that joke. Comedy. I tell Columbus you. I, comedy. Alvin, I promise you the next time I have Stevie J on the show, we will call you. Well, you gotta. You gotta. Please. Just let me know. Finna, I'm going to be on the lookout for you. Uh, uh, Thanks, Mel, man. it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Hell Thanks, yeah, man. man. I'll be on the lookout Same for here. that banana, banana lighter, man. Like, I got it. Banana yo big. Half full. Be on half the full. For it. I'll be, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? You guys are great. God bless the comedy. And I'm out of here. How's about that? Uh, see you, man. All right. Bye. I love that guy. Good old Alvin. He's always a delight. A delight. He really is. He's, uh, he's a bit angry. And I hope that uh, everything works out with him and Chris Duty. I mean, if he, you know, if I got divorced and all I got was a lighter out of it, I'd be a little bit pissed too. I would too. I can't so, get it. Seriously though, I fucking fell for this PS5 scam, dude. Oh no. Have you been looking for the PS5? I, or the uh, Xbox Series I, X or whatever the fuck new console is? I got is a Nintendo Switch and I was I was good with that. I have not, I have not <laughs> looked for. I have not looked for the, uh, for the PS5. No. Dude. I've been looking for every fucking angle on the PS5, right? And I'm not yeah. uh, attentive enough to be available the very moment it arrives, right? But all yeah. of my news providers in my devices are now attuned via the scary new age of the world that I'm interested in a PS5. So what I get is a day ago, there was a PS5 uh, release, you know? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so every every like like I'll wake up on a on a fucking Wednesday and it'll say Tuesday at, at twelve p.m. there was a PS Five release and it's like fuck you news that's oh, useless no. to me. <laughs> oh no! So uh... <laughs> well, and and you got to be on the ball, right? You got to be like if there is a release. Yeah, it's only gonna last minutes, right? So it's like winning yeah. the lottery just to know that there is uh, now available units at a fucking Walmart or a fucking Target or whatever. You know what I mean? You've got yeah. If you if you find out, then you've got maybe minutes to buy your fucking PS5 before they run out, right? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook at a lunch break, and I, I, I'm with I'm with my coworker and good friend Zach Ponser from uh, Zoo Trippin'. And I'm scrolling the old Facebook as I smoke a cigarette on my break. And boom, there's an ad for PS5. And I say, hey, that's fucking great. I want a PS5. Click. Oh, available. It's available. I look over to Zach. I'm like, dude, PS5 is available. 
He's like, you better buy it right now. I'm like, you're damn right. And I fucking just go in there and I actually get my credit card info wrong the first time and fuck it up. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then I go back and I'm like real careful typing it in. And I'm so fucking on point. Like I got to get it off. And I hit enter and I send it. I'm like, ah. Oh. And I look over at Zach. I'm like, I'm getting a PS5, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and we sit there in silence for a minute. And and I and I kind of look at my phone and I look at the website that I was on. Oh no. And I'm that like wasn't... and it the website was Invictus. Invictus. This is a company that makes watches. Well, maybe you got like a watch version of I don't know. Watch no. version of the PS5. Well, no. Well, no. I appreciate you trying to give me the benefit of the doubt. I do. I'm doing my best, man. <laughs> I really appreciate that. It was a fucking really scam, trying. dude. It was a fucking <laughs> bald face scam. When it showed up on my credit card, it was from fumco.org. And when I looked that up, it's a, it's a fucking church out of San Francisco. And apparently this is like a thing. Like they're like, they just take these, like they, they always, they always use a, a church. No, they just always use a church as their website because, like, they can avoid, uh, like, the appearance of evil that way. Yeah. yeah. It could be a tax evasion <laughs> thing. You're right. But yeah. whatever the case might be, like, it was some church. And, like, the website was obviously fake. It was, like, it was InvictaSales.Sales, you know, which, <laughs> which yeah. Which you know, a thing. That's not good. <laughs> I felt so dumb. I felt so that dumb. Was- It'll, uh, I two, two takeaways from that. I think, I think this means Jesus owes you a PS5. I think that's what that means. That that church. <laughs> I just want to play. I just want to play some Miles Morales and some fucking Valhalla. You know. I also, I really like how like the universe tried to give you like it. It, it didn't take your credit card the first time. It, it tried to give you one more chance. <laughs> you just like charge through it. <laughs> These warning signs. That is so <laughs> on point for me. <laughs> you tried this once, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Like, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead with this. Oh, that's a that's such a oh, that's such a disappointing scam too. Because especially like it's so, uh, PS5 is so rare that I mean they yeah. also I guess they, <laughs> that you thought you got this great deal and then oh no no. Now my credit card's been compromised. <laughs> this is yeah, the opposite I mean, of a PS5. Luckily, like it seems like, w- however the scam works, I'm sure they're like there's got to be some benefit in it for them. But luckily, I'm not. It's not costing me anything. I've disputed yeah. it. Had to get a you new credit, credit card. card. And, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You know. I, well, I mean, okay. So like, there was the long silence, and then like immediately after I made this purchase, I was like, "What is this website?" What did I just oh, no. do? And I looked I looked at the website and it was like very basic, but it was like there was watches for sale and then there was also a PS5 for sale. Yeah. And I, and I was like, "Hmm, okay." And I looked at the watches, the watches, there was nice pictures of watches and blah blah blah. And then and then I I googled Invicta and I found a completely different website that was beautiful and made to sell watches. Yeah. <laughs> They were so 
<laughs> oh man. Oh man. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not that's that's such a letdown too. And, and 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 during all of this, I actually um I I DM'd uh my partner in crime Tyson uh, Shipman uh here at Lampshade Media and, uh, and he's you know super computer savvy as I'm sure you are and I'm a yeah. fucking computer idiot you know I'm I'm some kind of sort of knuckle dragon Neanderthal with computers so I messaged him and I'm like hey so I just bought a uh, PlayStation Five off of this website what do you think about that and his immediate response was you got scammed. Yeah. He didn't even was, think about it. And I tried yeah. to argue with him, you know? <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to at that point. You kind of have to, like, at least have one more Hail Mary of, like, maybe it, maybe it'll work. <laughs> and I did. I did. I tried to argue with him. He's like, no, man, you got scammed. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's super disappointing. That's like being a kid in Christmas. It's not only to do the PS5, but... But Santa stole your piggy bank. Like you yeah. just lost everything in that transaction. Exactly. <laughs> I expected him to leave something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We're just going to take your credit card information. So thank you. Thank you for this transaction. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I got it taken care of. And meanwhile, this Xbox One I have sitting here has got... Buttons falling off the controller doesn't take our Wi-Fi half the time. Quality, quality hardware right there. I'm exp- yeah, I'm waiting patiently for fucking uh, PlayStation Five to be available. Um, <laughs> you, fuck this pandemic, you know it's fucking us in so uh, many ways. That's uh, I mean, yeah, this pandemic is the reason I got a Switch. Like, I haven't had a video game console in like a decade. Like, I had a P, I had an Xbox 360, and I got that red red ring, and I'm like, well, I'm done. I've just given up since then. And then like about you know eight months into the pandemic, it's like, I'm very bored. I need something else to do. So I bought a switch. Actually, I drove, I had to, I drove to a Best Buy in Dayton to buy a switch because there wasn't any oh, Wow. Okay. I know. I was that bored that I drove to Dayton. <laughs> You're like, I need a little adventure. Let's go try to, I need to go to Best Dayton Buy. to spice up my life is what, is what I was saying to myself. And that's not a, <laughs> it usually gets said. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, drove there, got that, and uh, it's been great. Yeah, so you've been doing the old, uh, what's this uh, this phenomenon, uh, Animal Island or some shit? Oh no, I never played that. That was I think I feel like that fizzled out. I could be Animal Crossing. Wrong, but... I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's Crossing Island. I think it's all the same thing, right? <laughs> Island Island makes more sense than Crossing. I don't know what Animal Animal. Animal Crossing is just like those signs you see on the road that you don't want to hit a deer. Like that <laughs> yeah. almost seems offensive for that game. No, I, I I feel like I missed that boat. I feel that was big at the beginning of the pandemic, and then like when I got it in like December, it's like everyone already had one. It was just kind of done. Yeah, it's a little bit more like Tamaguchi kind of action. Oh, it seems like or yeah, Sims actually, maybe more Sims actually. Like it was, yeah, it was like a phenomenon real quick, but then uh. No, I just I want the classics. I want like, like the Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, Smash Brothers, uh, Zelda, which has consumed my life the past like two weeks now. Uh, you know what? I'm actually like I would like to fuck with the Switch for a minute just to play Breath of the Wild. Dude, I can't recommend that enough. It is. I have been playing for 25 hours at this point, and I've done like one major objective, and there's like a bunch of them. 
but like it's, wow. you just walk around and so it, you're just, just like, having fun like while you're going and there's like more than enough to keep you busy dude you get to you can climb literally everything in the game so you can just go, go up there and paraglide wherever and then you just do that for like 20 hours <laughs> i'm making this game sound like shit but it's very fun i would recommend well no it. no as a person that wants to explore a sandbox game um that oh, is so huge because so yeah this like the first thing i did on 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 gta 5 was go to the fucking highest mountain where you can take the 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 gondola up there and then you fucking mm-hmm. get your parachute and you you go and fucking like parachute over the mountain and like just explore that entire mountain right yep i just want to take whatever four by four i can up there i want to get all of the fucking map explored like that's how i always like play the first like long section of a of a sandbox game is just getting the whole map open oh yeah yeah that's that's uh yeah that's kind of what you i did with breath of the wild i just walked around for a while which sounds mm-hmm. boring but it was very fun then you just kind of do that you you hunt you make stuff you make food oh really uh, so it's got a little yeah. red dead action to it oh you have so you have to make food so like you can make like dip and it gives you like different special abilities or that's how you get like le- like you know health back is by you know cooking food uh it's awesome it's, wow yeah uh but that's another thing that's also a game that's like four years old at this point that i just started playing so i'm way behind like i want I want to talk about this game with more people, but like everyone <laughs> already played it, you know, half a decade ago. Yeah, I get that because I I played PC only for a while, okay. so I would only I I couldn't I couldn't handle the analog controls, right? So people would be like, "Oh, let's play Halo," and I'd be spinning around like a fucking buffoon. Oh my god, that's actually yeah, that's actually why I didn't get a uh, why I didn't don't want like an Xbox. Uh, one or, or Xbox X or like you know PS5 is I just have flashbacks of me trying to play Halo in the dorms. Yeah, and I was by far by far the worst player there. Yeah, like, yeah, because those was, those those analog controls are very uh, unique to especially yeah. if, you're, if you're used to playing PC with a mouse okay. and keyboard, you can fucking nail any dynamic of the game right like you you've got and you can remap the keyboard to be what you want it to do and like yeah. you know that wasd like that fucking is on point right yeah and then all of a sudden you're given like these two analog sticks and 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 it's like fuck fuck my life like i can't play this game i don't even want see, to see i had video game consoles before that i was just like bad at the game just <laughs> I, there was just a talent lack of talent of me being able to do that game uh it was very apparent from the beginning i i mean the last like console shit i played was literally the playstation one and then i got into pc oh, really? gaming yeah i got into pc gaming and i was just like this is better i mean at that time it definitely was you get uh, a little more power there than uh yeah yeah so you, so you skipped everything and went straight to a ps5 scam well <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, when I, 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 well, I stopped playing games for a while, and I would play, like, I got in the Arkham series, I got in the Assassin's Creed okay. series a little bit, but I was, like, kind of more playing, like, the greatest hits and shit like that on PC, you know, and yeah. uh, I never, I'd, I'd never bought a console since the PlayStation at that point in my life, but when I moved in with my roommate, Tyson, over here, co-producer on Lampshade Media Presents, 
he had a, an Xbox One, and uh, I just started playing the Arkham shit on that, and I knew it from the computer, so it was easier for me to pick up the uh, the controls then, and I got used to the controls, and I got Red Dead, and I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking badass on this shit. So now, okay. I'm, into, now I'm into consoles again, okay? So, okay. yeah, so now I'm, I'm looking for that PS5 and ready to spend uh, 400 bucks on any fake mother-looking motherfucker <laughs> out there. And anyone, okay. Anybody I'll send you some that DMs of me just saying I have a PS5. And yeah, like basically what I'm saying is anyone that that might pretend to have a <laughs> PS5, like I will give you four hundred dollars. You are gonna get bombarded with messages after the show of people <laughs> who say they have a PS5. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They also half off. I gotta take that deal, even if it is a game. Yeah, I, it feels like a very like specific time for like scams to be going on during the pandemic, right? <laughs> like you I were mean, taking yeah. advantage of me in that my was, uh, in my, in my depression and, and need. <laughs> well, yeah, it just show, it shows the best of humanity of people. Like you know what, people desperately want these games because they're bored of shit. Uh, let's pretend we have them and then take their money. It it really felt that way. It really did. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely what they're. That's definitely what they're doing. And I mean, like, I'm sure the earlier releases correlated more timely with the stimmy checks, but like, <laughs> yeah. how many, how many companies do you think have been like looking at these stimulus checks as fucking free money? Oh, for sure. That's what everyone, that's what everyone does. It's like, we're bored of shit. We're just going to instantly, we're instantly going to buy something to distract us, you know, from the pandemic. So like video games, especially are like, oh, hell yeah. Yep. yep <laughs> they're they're, they're sure. pumped for those stimulus checks, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as, as bored as you, uh, as you might be right now. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to give them something to have fun with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very nefarious voice, but I, I guess, I guess they did. Corporate execs do talk with that, I think. That's that's what I was going for, you know. <laughs> I like I like that. He's like plotting with his, you know, tapping his fingers. I got I got the I got the visual. It was it was perfect. You're not you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very good at my impersonations and whatnot. Yeah, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, Chris, it has been a fucking blast having you here on uh, on Lampshade Media presents the Suck Lord podcast. I've uh, I've had a lot of fun. Is that the actual name of the podcast, Suck Lord? Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the entire brand. Um, as of two weeks ago. That's uh, that's interesting. That's uh, it's it. I feel like Suck Lord's like a like a knockoff cult leader. Like he jumped the gun <laughs> on the sex cult thing. Like the like meeting one, he's like, I'm suck lord. It's like you skipped a bunch of steps in the cult. Yeah, like you know, get us to a compound first before before you go to suck lord. That's too much. Like I feel can we can we this... bring back idea vortex? I like that better. Huh. Idea Vortex was very appealing as I did want to hear it in Carl Sagan's voice. Yeah. Also, it's not a word. I would like to make it a word so I don't seem stupid earlier. Uh, so if you can make it a podcast, then it seems like I'm referencing the podcast. It's so not the brand for me. Not only could this possibly be a better name for the entire brand, but it could be the genesis for an entire fucking word. I mean, yeah. I you just you can name it Idea Vortex with Carl Sagan. But people don't need to know that Carl Sagan is not going to be on it. You can just. 
You bury like, and you can just like hint that Carl Sagan's going to show up at some point, <laughs> and they'll listen to the whole thing. That's fantastic, man. The, the idea <laughs> cortex with Carl Sagan, I think, will get a lot of people. Like, He's back. What? And he made up a new awesome word. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that'll get you further than suck. I am a hundred percent into this entire new brand, man, because I am a. <laughs> Big old fucking fan of Carl Sagan, and uh, and I'm a whole whole big fan of inventing entirely new bullshit words. So I think yeah, I think that's what I mean. That's the best thing to come out of. The, this is the best thing to, to happen to me this year, man. Okay, like this right? this name is about pandemic. to take me into the fucking future and beyond, dude. You have just People reinvented me. About- in a way that will make this podcast shine, man, for a whole generation, dude. You even you've driven life into this thing, okay? Thank you, man. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of buzz, you know. Yeah, I'm buzz, I'm but... incredibly excited, dude. I like <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not shitting you. I am literally texting my uh, my uh, uh, merchandiser right now, okay? So Perfect. if I Perfect. sound a little distanced, it's only because I'm on my text with uh, my merchandiser. Oh, no, that's uh, no, that's good. You want to you want to get ahead of this? Uh, it's gonna be idea vortex is gonna be big. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we learned today, kiddos? Uh, you can make up words during a pandemic, and it just it's fine. Yeah, yes, we did. That's, we, that's by, we by learned that. And don't buy PS fives off Facebook ads. That is the don't buy anything off of Facebook, off Facebook ads. ads. Yeah, just. That's just a, don't. don't. Don't buy from ads that, from a company that already steals your data. Like they're not gonna... <laughs> they do not have your best interest in mind. Straight the fuck up. Like their morals are shit, and then they're giving it to someone who has somehow less morals than them. Yeah. It's just not not a good situation, man. Yeah, we have also learned that Cars Two is an exceptional movie. Um, yeah, I didn't know that, but now, now I think I'm going to look at that movie in a much new light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Change my opinion on it. Oh, and we also learned that if you see Chris duty around town, you need to fucking tell that piece of shit to give us, give that banana yellow. We really, that's the main Marshall to get out. We, we, you know, you want the, the banana pick is, uh, is missing and we need to kind of, you know, yeah. Start a search, uh, search and rescue effort for that. Because listeners, you know, if Alvin you see that. if you see Chris Duty, uh, sometimes you'll hear him uh, you'll hear him presented as Chris Doughty. But um, if you we see him out and about, yeah, you tell him to give that fucking lighter back to to Alvin Marshall because that's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Tell him Alvin sent you. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me, man. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me, man. I really I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I can't wait till shit opens back up because I'm going to be getting you in my house for a house show. Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to do stuff again. It's going to be so much fun. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks right, for having man. me on. Anytime, man. I love you. Have a good yeah. one, man. Yeah. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden.